0: Jai shivai Many seekers would like to know about bandhas. We call them yogic locks as well. Okay and uh, they are advanced pranayams you can say or they are you know uh, kriya pranayams actually and uh, they are to be performed Only in the presence of a master. When a master teaches you, when a spiritual teacher or a guru or a guide that you have teaches you these bandhas, only then you can do it. You must do it. Otherwise, by just by watching YouTube videos about these bandhas, don't try to do them. And the reason for that is, it can really be harmful for your health if you start doing them just like that just because somebody said this is a very powerful pranayam. oh this is the most powerful thing i have got let me just do these pranayams right or just because some other friends or spiritual friends that you might have got and they are doing it and they are trying to teach you and then you also start doing it don't do all such things okay why you can cause a serious damage to your body especially your nervous system and your brain but so this is a word of caution here i'm not making this video to for those who have never done it and uh, I'm not trying to tell them how to do it. Okay, Here we are talking about the technical things that happen. The transformation, the changes, the process that exactly happens in your physical body, in this physical body that you have and in your pranamaya kosha means in your energy body. What exactly is going on when you do apply these three locks while doing pranayamas okay so that is what this video is for a lot of people are super confused about why i should do them or if i should do them or what exactly it is doing nobody's gurus just gave gave their disciples or students go go ahead and do this but they never explained what is happening and what exactly the process is So that's the reason I'm making this video. So the thing is that the reason I'm saying, another reason that I'm saying that there should be a guru and uh, you should learn these pranayams from guru. And if your guru has given them, then only you should do it and you shouldn't try to do them just by reading somewhere or watching some YouTube videos. And the reason for that is. Before these pranayams or this advanced kriyas are done, this is called as advanced kriya yoga kriyas. So before these are performed by anybody, their anulom vilom should have become automatic. Means the natural way of having an anulom vilom is that you don't do it as a pranayam anymore. Instead, every 90 minutes, your breath keeps changing from left nostril to right, right to left. That is the way of knowing. So in other words, technically, if we talk about, then your consciousness is shifting. Okay. Every 90 minutes, the prana takes over and then after 90 minutes, consciousness takes over. And both are required equally to function and to exist as a as a human existence both are required so when that kind of a thing becomes very natural for you and the second stage is that most of the time your breath is balanced it's flowing from both the nostrils at once except the times when you have eaten food or after meals after meals, necessarily your breath shifts to the right nostril. Prana, the pingla nadi becomes much more prominent and breath comes on the right side after meals. So that food can be digested. But other than that, at all times breath should be flowing from both the nostrils. So prana, ida and pingla, both are balanced only when they are balanced in people that they can do the these higher kriya pranayams advanced kriya pranayams which requires performing locks okay so that is the reason and when a guru looks at you and you go to a guru they know what is the level of your prana prana what the level of prana uh, you have got and what is the um, level of consciousness you have, how developed or evolved you are, at what stage you are. So they can easily suggest you. So then it's not going to harm you or do any ba- anything wrong or bad to your health, to your physical body. Okay. So there is some sort of a diagnosis required by the guru who understands the nitty gritties of these kind of locks and pranayams and that's why I am saying don't start doing them just because you read somewhere something and you watched some YouTube videos don't try to do that okay now let's talk about what goes on technically inside the physical body and inside the pranamaya kosha inside the pranic body so you see first bandh or the lock is called as mool bandh mool bandh means performing a lock along with breath retention means kumbhak and applying this lock so performing the mool bandh on the kumbhak and what is mool bandh mool bandh means pulling your all your your anus and your genitals upward while inhaling So as you inhale, you pull your anus and your genitals upward and then you hold the breath. That is called as mool bandha. Okay. And what it does is it locks the energy. It locks the energy within the pranic energy that you have just taken through the breath. It locks it inside you and you can hold the breath. So first, this is the first bandha. First yogic lock, advanced kriya pranayama, that one needs to master. Now after, you know, few weeks, it may take to some people, few months, it may be for some. Yet for some other people, it could be an year when they are really able to master it. So when you are putting this lock, you know that naturally, Even without this lock, naturally when you are breathing, you have a sternum bone in your pelvic area, in the front, right? There is a sternum bone, a big triangle shaped bone, sort of triangle shaped bone and it's called as a sternum. So sternum actually goes upward, moves upward, sort of comes forward and goes backward, comes forward and goes backward. That's a normal process of our skeleton that's happening in your musculoskeletal structure in you. Okay, so naturally when you inhale, the sternum will come forward and exhale, it goes backward. So this process is naturally happening. So when you put this lock, you are locking the sternum into its place. You inhale, the sternum went inside, okay, goes backward in you. And then you lock it. So this is moolbandh, And you retain your breath for however long easily you can. A lot of people are able to retain that inhale for about 30 seconds, then a minute, then two minutes, then three minutes. It's up to people how far they would like to go and master this. Once this lock has been mastered, then comes the second lock second lock is udiyana band okay udiyana band is a band or a lock which locks the energy into two of your chakras so first mool band was root chakra muladhar chakra okay and this udiyana band is for your sacral chakra and solar plexus chakra in hindi you call it Swadhisthan chakra and a part of manipur chakra okay so you lock these two as well so how do you do it so you put a mool band. okay you are hold, still holding the breath retaining the breath and then you push your entire abdomen up backwards as much back as you can take it okay put your push your and you must be sitting straight not, not to tell you that you must be sitting straight your spine must be straight you must be sitting on the floor and your uh, neck should be perfectly balanced on your shoulders okay neither you should be leaning forward nor you should be going back nothing like that this is the second band so it takes some time to put mool band and then odiana band and stay in, stay like that retain the breath for as long as comfortably you can and slowly you can go on increasing the time for it so this is udiyana band now mool band and udiyana band third one is jalandhar band jalandhar band is when you lock your chin to your sternum here you, you place your chin all the way here a lot of people cannot do that right it's not such an easy thing to do so a lot of sarvangasana is one asana a lot of asanas are suggested so that neck muscles can really become flexible rotation of neck in all directions slowly and properly at least three four times a day moving the neck up and down side to side all these things are suggested And then Sarvangasanas are done in so many different ways. So that, you know, neck becomes flexible and is ready and you can lock your chin in your sternum here. And that way you perform the third bandha which is called as Jalandharbandha. Okay. Jalandharbandha or throat chakra, Vishuddhi chakra lock. Okay. Now, a lot of people for years may practice just the first two bandhas, mool bandh and udyanabandh. They may practice just these two. After a few years or after a few months, when they are they are really they become master of it. Okay, when it becomes so natural for them that the moment they inhale, the entire genital and anus is pulled upwards, and when they exhale, locks are released. these locks are also performed when you exhale completely and then hold it don't try to breathe so quickly it back again so after inhalation of breath and after exhalation of breath the locks are performed in both ways and it's up to your guru whatever he she is trying to tell you or the way she is trying to teach you you must do just that now so a lot of people just do these two bandhas for months and years until they master it. Then comes the third one, this, Jalandhar Band. Then they are able to add Jalandhar Band to the first two bandhas. And that way, when all three bandhas are in place, all three locks are in place, it's called as mahabandh, Okay, or a really big lock. On your energy, on all your chakras, actually. So now let's see. Just let's just talk about first two bandhas. What is what is exactly happening in your pranic body? A lot of people know that these specific chakras that you have in your body. So a lot of these chakras they have energy of their own. Okay. And these energies actually are moving up and down. So when these energy channels are open and they are moving freely up and down, it creates a lot of pranic shakti, a lot of pranic energies created, which can be utilized to stay conscious all the time to do meditation and you actually experience a blast in your energy. It's that much energy that is released that you are able to harness. It's an explosion of energy that happens in you. So you don't need to eat more, you do not need to sleep more, you can still be functional, you can still be fully conscious at all the times. Okay, so this is what happens in your pranic energy, in your pranic body. So you get a lot of energy, your your consciousness actually starts expanding, your meditation, your dhyana becomes deeper and you stand a very good chance to start landing into samadhis. Okay, start having samadhis. So that is the subtle part of it What is going on in your physical body that is very important to understand and uh, So you see you have a sternum in you the pelvic bone that you have got Above that you have your spinal cord. Okay, and spinal cord is attached to your skull So in your skull You have your brain brain is there around the brain and around this spinal cord that you have got. There is a cerebrospinal fluid that is there all the time. What is the purpose of this cerebrospinal fluid? First and most basic thing to fundamental thing to understand it is that it absorbs all the shocks. Suppose you fell down Your brain doesn't rupture just by falling down or hitting yourself here and there. Your spine does not get damaged. If you hit your back just like that, it's it's not so easy to damage what is within. So it works like a cushion inside the cerebrospinal fluid. Another interesting thing, very interesting thing, which scientists were able to, you know, figure out and prove and do some experiments about was that it carries a sort of a charge, very high electric charge into it and when that fluid is going up and going down, it's going up and going down, then that fluid actually recharges each and every neuron that you have got in your spinal cord and your brain it charges the neurons neurons are passing what is a thought one neuron passing information to other and how does it passes through an electric charge but how do the, how does this wiring stays in a good condition that a moment there is a fly on your back or an ant is crawling somewhere on your body your hand goes right there right how good is the nervous system how quickly the information goes to the pr- to, to the brain and a lot of information goes to the brain all the time. So how does this wiring works? There is no electricity going from outside in our body right where did, where does is it coming from? So this cerebrospinal fluid gets the charge from the Prana that you have just absorbed from the energy body. Now, this fluid to take one round means it goes from your sternum all the way to your spinal cord, circulates in the brain, and then comes down. It takes 12 hours to do that. So that means twice in 24 hours you are actually sending a powerful energy to you to your brain. When you do mool bandh and odiyana bandh you are sending this fluid consciously up purposefully you are sending it upwards now in lot of people you see people complain that as they start aging their memory becomes weaker as they start aging the brain becomes sort of dull there's not enough uh, energy in their mind actually to function like they used to function. Yogis never complain like that. Instead the more older they grow. A lot of yogis, serious ones I'm talking about, they actually become even much more powerful than they were at the age of 20. How come? Because they When pranic energy goes down in you, life force, life energy, your vital energy when it goes, starts going down and you are not doing any pranayamas or any yoga or any exercise, anything. So it starts going down, then this 12 hour cycle that you saw, it becomes slower and slower and also the instead of entirely the charged fluid going up, fluid just is dead. It's like having no electricity in that water which is flowing. So that fluid contains no charge or a very less amount of charge is there because you do not have enough pranic shakti to charge that cerebrospinal fluid. So using pranayams and through breath retention, through kumbhaka and through applying these three locks, two locks, initial first two locks, you are actually sending a whole lot of charged fluid and a good amount of it because the pressure you're pressurizing your spine to let that fluid rise up and it charges your brain your neurons and everything in a wonderful fantastic way and then Third lock, when people put Jal, when yogis put Jalandhar Bandha, the third one, then you are stopping that fluid to go all the way up in your brain. You are stopping that from happening. And why do we need to stop that from happening at times? Because so that the entire pranic tube that you have got, it stays at the level of the spine and it can raise your kundalini actually so it ultimately awakens the Kundalini Shakti in you only when prana is highly vibrant beyond your imagination super highly vibrant prana you have and you have no blockages in all the six of your chakras That is when kundalini will awaken and it will awaken straight away and you will land in samadhi. You will be enlightened. You will land in samadhi. Okay. So that is the whole soul purpose. So some people keep it depending upon who is at what stage. So guru will tell you when to put the first lock and how to go about it. When to put the second lock and how to go about that. And then when will you be ready for the third lock or in other words when will you be ready to actually do the mahabandha so that really depends upon your progress your efforts and how much dispassion you have within how much of your chakras are balanced and you have removed all the issues most major issues from your chitta major chitta or you can call them chakra blockages. <laughs> it sounds funny. So I don't like to call it that way. But yeah, a lot of people understand it as a chakra blockage. So when you have removed all your chakra blockages and stuff, that's when your highway is clear and kundalini awakens. Okay. So these are the technicalities of doing these three pandas. So if you have a guru, just go, to, go to them and they can really take a good look at you and teach you they might teach you you can ask them if you can do these things and what is the way to do it how to practice them and what to do what not to do and all sorts of things if you are interested in learning these higher kriya pranayams then you can also write to us on being shiva foundation at yahoo.com and i can personally teach these things to you Okay, if if you are ready. So I can tell you whether you are ready or not. And if you are ready, I'll go ahead and teach you these things. Okay, Namaste. Jai Shivaya.